Clap, clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands podcast, hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. The other thing that's been a big deal since we last talked and really kind of picked up steam around the draft, with a lot of different reporting on on it, is Tobias Harris. Um, you know, we viewed the draft. Uh, I did at least as a a good chance he would be traded that night. Maury has been, you wrote this, his most active on these key days, whether it's the first day of free agency, the deadline draft night. Tobias was not traded. Um, I texted you. I think it's probably okay to say this. I texted you early in the day, you and producer James, like, all right, what's our prediction? And you put like boring and you, you nailed that. from that. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, I was on vacation. I was following it and I almost tweeted like, this is making the NBA finals look exciting. Like that's, there was nothing. Nothing this happened. It was just literally just all picks. No you picks. and that finals, man. You're gonna you're I'll not gonna be able to go to Denver ever again. Oh, trust me, I, I will not be welcome in Denver anytime soon. But um, boring draft from that regard. We'll get into the guys they signed in a minute. But Tobias Harris, like I'm I think I'm at a different place than a lot of people seem to be with this. I think the Sixers are seem to be playing this correctly. From what I've read of the reporting and you know, reading you on Philly Voice. It does seem like they are putting the stance out there of, yeah, we're not just going to trade this guy. Like, we're not giving him away. We don't view it the same way the fans do, where he has to be off the roster. You can't bring him back. This is, I think they realize there's value in trading him. He's on an expiring contract. His value will never be higher. We talked about how before this new CBA kicks in, his value might never be higher than it is right now in terms of the money and the advantages. But also to, to flip that, I think the Sixers are correct that he holds value for them too. Like the Ben Simmons situation that they went through could be an insight as to how Maury will play this. Maury very much held on to Ben until he got what he wanted. There was a lot of pressure to trade him right away. There was a lot of pressure to trade him during training camp. There was a lot of pressure to trade him when he got kicked out of practice, like all of those things. And Maury ended up getting probably what we could, you know, we could debate Halliburton, but ultimately he got a great return for Ben Simmons. I think with Toby, He's playing it even more with his, you know, digging his feet in the sand. And rightfully so. It's okay if they bring back Tobias Harris. It, they Like he has value to them too. He'll have value at the trade deadline. He'll have value as an expiring contract. And he is valuable still somewhat on the court. So this idea that they're like unwilling to trade Toby or they're asking for high, high return, I believe it. And I also think it's probably the right way to play it. Yeah, look, I, I think the important thing to distinguish here is that some of the things that have been reported about what they're asking for for Tobias have been, I won't say fabricated, but certainly exaggerated. Mm. I think there's, here's what we're dealing with here. Tobias's dad, who's also his agent, wants to get Tobias an extension. And that is completely reasonable. That's his job as his agent to try to get his not just his son, but his client, another deal. And to get paid moving forward, to put him in a a situation where he's going to max out his earnings, Mm -hmm. have the role that he wants, and so on and so forth. So I don't take any issue with Terrell Harris trying to line things up for his son and trying to grease the wheels a little bit. Like There's pressure being put on the organization to some extent to whether it's to just give him that extension and – solve it that way just pay him and the problem the problem quote unquote goes away (laughs) or to try to send him to a team or get him to a team that is either 
more likely to extend him right now or more likely to extend him in the future. I, I 100% where he increases his value. Yeah. I a hundred percent understand all that. That's his job. That's what he should do, but it's that pressure has created this scenario where some of these rumors are just very obviously either exaggerated or close to made up. So for example, the DeAndre Ayton thing where the, the report from the inquirer was essentially, Oh, well, the Suns really wanted Tobias Harris. But then the second part of the report is, but they told the Sixers to figure out the third team part of it. It's like they wanted him that badly, but they're not willing to actually be a participant and trying to mm-hmm. find the deal. You come to find out, it's reported two days later, that the Suns had actual advanced discussions with other teams, the Dallas Mavericks most prominently, regarding DeAndre Ayton. Like that was a real thing that almost came close to being sealed. They were going to trade DeAndre Ayton for multiple role players. So that's one. There are other trade rumors where it's like, yeah, they asked for Evan Mobley and Jared Allen from the Cavs, which that's an illegal trade, first of all. It's illegal under the current CBA. It's illegal under the next CBA. Very obviously not a real thing that happened that, well, I don't know why that would be reported that way, but Mm -hmm. it is what it is. Their stance, broadly speaking, to your point, is the right one. They're saying to teams, we're not just going to give Tobias Harris away. And that's the right thing to do. Tobias Harris on a giant expiring contract might not have, he's not going to, certainly doesn't have star player type value, but he has value. He's a productive player. And on top of that, even if you just say, well, he's not a, he's not that good. He's not worth his contract, which I think all of us would mostly agree on as long as you're not Tobias or his dad, who's also his agent. That he's not worth $39 million of salary cap space. What we can say is that that number coming off of the books is super valuable to whether it's the Sixers next season or a lot of these teams that have bad money contracts that might want to say, hey, we don't want to pay this role player $20 million for the next three years and this role player $15 million for the next two years, whatever it is. You can get rid of those long-term deals and Tobias just clears $39 million yeah. off of your books next season. You can duck the aprons. You can use that cap space if you're a cap space team, potentially. There are a whole lot of things that can happen by just having that contract. Like, I hate talking about a person like they're just a contract. But that's the reality of this upcoming CBA. Those are, that's an even bigger factor than it would be usually. So... I think he does have value, whether it's now, at the deadline, whenever it is. It's just a matter of what type of team does he have value for? What type of return are you getting if you're the Sixers? And their calculation so far has been, look, we don't love the offers that we're getting. We don't necessarily want to take on bad money to get rid of him. And we might just say, we'll look at what Tobias looks like under Nick Nurse, under a new coach, with another year under his belt. I think that's a reasonable bet to make right now. And the other important thing, I know you name dropped Damian Lillard early in the podcast. I think it's very unlikely that they're going to trade for him for several reasons. But if you're waiting to see what happens there, you can't trade Tobias because his contract is basically the only way or one of the only ways you can get to his salary number 
and potentially make a Dame trade work. Or let's say Dame gets traded, and then that creates a, a domino effect of other guys you might be able to trade for. And there's a, an arms race to a certain extent. That requires Tobias's contract to be flipped somewhere for someone or multiple someones. And so if you take yourself out of the running for these big-time moves that could happen at some point this summer, just because you feel like you have to change something, you have to get rid of his contract, that's bad process. Yep. It's, it's begging for a, a bad result. And ultimately, people will probably be more mad that they made a trade just to make one than if they just stand pat and say, hey, look, this is our team. Well, the other part of that to, to piggyback is – this is kind of their most valuable trade asset. If we're assuming Maxi, which is a different tier of trade of who you're, you know, that's more of the Lillard conversation. But to your point, like when they had Ben, let's say they, the minute Ben asked traded, uh, asked to be traded, they just trade him there and they do it for John Collins or they do it for, you know, some of those names that were being rumored at the time. Then when Harden asks out, they can't get Harden. And now some fans would go, well, thank God, but that would, that's foolish. Like he ended up really making them a better team, even though they didn't advance further in the playoffs, he made them a way better team. So even if it's not to your point about holding on for Lillard, there could be a month from now or the first month into the season, another name we're not even thinking of that becomes available. And then they've lost their main piece. But the other part of this, and really this is where I'm most rooted and I'm okay holding on to Tobias. He just doesn't seem like he's going to cause a problem. Maybe his, you know, his dad slash agent will leak things. And that was one of my main takeaways from the reporting on both sides of this is, well, you're right. The intricacies of the deals of like, this couldn't happen. And like, I think the main takeaway from the report was Toby's dad slash agent feels the Sixers are, are being difficult in getting Toby traded, whether they're asking for too much or their negotiations with teams, like all those things. That was the main point of that is to say, Hey, like the Sixers are being difficult about my client being traded. And I think the Sixers are correct to then put out basically like, hey, we're going to hold on to him because we think he's valuable. But when Ben was here, it was a distraction to a certain extent. I don't think Toby will be a distraction. But I also the same things were said about Ben. It was, oh, yeah. they're asking prices right. insane. They're, I can't, this is outrageous. They're not even trying to really trade him. And it's like, no, man, they think that they can get good value for him. They turned out to be correct. And that doesn't yeah. mean, by the way, just because they held out for value on Ben and got it. Now, again, they sacrificed multiple first round picks. So we can debate True. whether Good they, point. but all I'm saying is it, it doesn't mean that they're going to get max value for Tobias later. We could end up looking back in February. Tobias is still here. They go past the deadline and everyone sits here and it's like, well, they're not going to win the title. They're the same team as last year, and we can have that discussion when it happens. All, all I would say is that you have to let it play out. We can't say because they didn't make a trade on draft night. Some of the trades, it didn't really appear to, to actually be there the way people thought it was based on other reporting. It, it's just not smart to throw the team out and say, oh, the offseason's ruined or they're doing the wrong thing because they didn't trade him for 10 cents on the dollar. I just... I think there's this section of the fan base. And again, I love rumors. I love trades. So I completely understand the desire to have something, but they're like frothing at the mouth to get rid of Tobias. And I just don't get the sense from the team 
that that's where the team is at. And I think that's, that's the correct way to go about it. And this is probably also rooted in that. I think the team is better than most. Like I think if they bring back the exact same roster, you know, obviously the bench will differ in certain ways, but the, the core, like Embiid, Harden, Maxi, Tobias, PJ, uh, you know, nurse is the head coach now, obviously like, I think they could win the title next year. I think they're certainly in that conversation of teams that could do it. Whereas I think with Ben, when Ben wasn't playing, we knew that team wasn't good enough without Ben to win the title. So there was more of an urgency to go change the roster and make something happen. There's a pushback to running it back. I don't think running it back would be a massive mistake or a wasted season. I wouldn't say it's a wasted season, but I will understand the animosity they get sure. from the fan base for doing so. So that's that's the part I understand. I'm not sitting here casting judgment on the fan base for wanting something to change. I 100% understand especially in Tobias's case specifically, he's been here through so much of this stuff and it seems to end the same way every year. And he's a nice player, but not worth the, like there's a lot of factors there that I get why people want to move on from him. It's just a matter of you have to do it when it actually makes sense and not just because a a trade is available. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with that mindset. It seems like, that's what it is. You know, you mentioned something interesting and it was it was about the contract extension with Tobias. Like, do you think there's a world where the Sixers extend Tobias? I would assume not, but I mean, if it was cheap, I think. I, I look, I think Tobias Harris is looked at a lot differently if he's making fifteen million dollars a year. I think at fifteen, you're jumping for joy at what he's offering you. Now, what fifteen looks like in the new CBA, maybe that's twenty or low twenties, right. whatever it is. I, it doesn't seem to me that right now he's jumping for joy at $20 million a year, but I think that's a, a fair value for somebody like him if they were able to eventually get him on that kind of number. I'm trying to imagine the reaction in the podcast to the, you know, breaking news. Sixers have signed Tobias to a three-year, <laughs> you know, $50 million extension. Like, I think they could sign him to a three-year, $3 million extension and people would still be upset. Like, I think to your point, like while I said the frothing at the mouth thing, I get it. Like, I get why they want him gone emotionally. At this point in extension, I mean, it would just be absurd if if that were to happen. So we've touched on it, obviously, throughout it. But I'm curious, outside of what you think, like, is he going to be here in training camp? Like, from what you're hearing, I guess, maybe a better way to phrase that, there seems to be more and more of that. Like, what's your kind of prediction right now as to how this plays out. I would say I would lean toward him being moved before the season, but I, there's not I, my prediction for the draft prior to having some phone calls last week was that he's getting traded on draft night. So right. <laughs> it, right. it's hard to know. Like there's certainly, I'll say this, there's definitely interest in him, right? That's mm-hmm. the part of this that I think is true from all the reporting that, Teams have inquired and have been on the phone with them and have said, hey, we're willing to give you this, this, this. The offers just haven't matched what they want. And I think once the dust settles on free agency, that's when it starts to get interesting because teams look around and some teams will accomplish what they want to get done in the offseason and in free agency. They'll say, hey, we added this guy. We added a guard. We added a wing. We added a big, whatever it is. There are other teams that are going to strike out or don't have many options available to them. They're going to be sitting there in late July looking at their shitty summer league team with their young guys who aren't going to help and saying to themselves, 
man, we really could use some extra help right yeah. away to try to make a push. And that's when, as the Sixers, you sit there and say, we have Tobias Harris. You have some stuff that we might want, or you might have stuff that another team wants that you can reroute some things to us that way. And there are going to be opportunities. Or we can end up in, let's say it's December, and a team that thought they had a big offseason that was excited about the year is much worse than they thought. This happens every year. There's always a team that thinks they're going to push chips in and be better than they actually are pretty early. And a lot of times they make panic moves when they don't aren't good enough right away. Mm-hmm. And Tobias, whatever you want to say about him, is ready-made production. He might not be offering you a gigantic ceiling, but he'll be on an expiring contract. He's going to give you his 14, 15 points a game. He'll get to his spots. He'll be a good locker room, clubhouse type guy. He's a known quantity, and that has value to a bunch of different types of people. And he's an assassin as a scorer. So, you know, who doesn't want to trade for that? 